Film Vets. I'm Paul Dixon. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry we missed last week. Uh, <laughs> we had a bit of uh, life happening. And with me, my co-host, Dan. Yep, I'm the original Hot D, for anybody that cares. <laughs> Mr. Hot D. Dr. Dot. Hot, Dr. Hot D. Uh, I think, I'm, I think I'm going go to give that. myself an honorary doctor. Can you do that? Hey, if Dr. Pepper can do it, why can't you? <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to talk about a certain someone uh, that has a new movie releasing on HBO Max as of yesterday. Uh, Elvis Aaron Presley. His middle name's Aaron? His middle name is Aaron, according to the end credits, uh, from what I gathered. Uh, I, I did actually, not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have just confirmed. Aaron Presley. Yeah, Elvis Aaron Presley. Now, I my, my experience with Elvis from the beginning of, like, since I was a little kid, I, I, my grandfather was a huge Elvis fan, and I... I didn't understand much about him. I just, I knew he was a musician. I heard some of his music and it was, it was cool. I, I thought it was interesting, but I, I, I didn't know anything about the man. And then uh, something about him dying on a toilet. <laughs> like I, that was a joke, I guess. I don't know the, I guess we'll find out today if that was true or not. I, I don't know, but that, that was the extent of my knowledge about Elvis Presley. Um, what about you, Dan? Um, there was a, a surprising amount of information in that movie um, that I I did not know about him. Um, simply the the exploitation of Elvis was was one of the largest um, bits of information that I didn't know, and that movie really drove it home. And I I thought it was it had a very interesting angle, um, but. I mean, basically, what 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 it sums up, if if you have to distill it down into a one sentence moral um, for for that movie, is his uh, manager was a tech. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I didn't uh, know anything about that. That was completely new to me. Now I will say, <clears throat> excuse me. Now I will say, I don't know the complete accuracy of the film. It was based off the life of Elvis Presley. Um, he did have a manager. I did look up briefly that the manager, uh, his background was true. And but I, I, beyond that, I don't I don't know. Um, it, it's very sad if that's true, that he was, you know, used as kind of a, a they even point out there's a point in the film where there's a, a sign behind Elvis where it says the geek. And, you know, the geek at, you know, carnivals is the chicken eating freak that they have. And that they're kind of leading you to believe that that's what this man is going to use Elvis for. Um, oh, yeah. It was powerful foreshadowing right there. Um, yeah, I, yeah, but, I, it's ironic that you mentioned that. Like, I do want to throw out there. We have not had any prior conversation about this um, at all. In fact, only no. about 10 seconds before we started the podcast, I found out that Paul had actually watched Elvis. Um, yeah, I got home so I, and watched it. <laughs> I, I watched it by chance last night, and I absolutely was floored. I love the movie, the stylization. The, there's a few moments, like on Beale Street, where they pull a little bit more modern music, a modern tone into it. Um, but it 
it, it's it's beautifully done. You know, it's um, funny. I did, it took me a minute to get into the film. Like I understood what they were doing, and I it was very frenetic, and the energy was just crazy high throughout. Um, but for some reason, I, I I had trouble at first getting into it, and I think at the point where Elvis started fighting back and trying to do what he loved was where it turned for me. And I was like, wow, this is really great. That, that's and a I think, pretty I think far it was the performance in. of Austin. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Uh, maybe I was just in a mood. I don't know. But it, it wasn't badly made or anything. I just, I was like trying to, trying to get into Austin Butler's uh, performance. And I swear to God that, that once the movie got to that point, I started becoming invested more so than I already was. And I was like, wow, this is a really, if the Oscars or, you know, if he is not nominated at the very least for best actor, I will be very surprised and very heartbroken because it is a performance worth at least seeing once. Even if you don't like the film, the, the, the parts uh, towards the end where he's in Vegas and he's performing and I just, I was blown away. So you Seriously, you mentioned you mentioned that it, it took you a, a a solid minute to get into it, and it it took yeah, you I just I didn't a, know a, a good I, minute. Um, I just didn't know where they were going. It, it felt like we were following Tom Hanks's character a lot, and I was like, I don't know. I just did, I didn't care about Tom Hanks at first, you know, because I was like, I want to see Elvis. That's what I'm here to see, you know, and. Uh, they did follow Elvis, but it was from the perspective of the Colonel. And I don't know why it just took me a minute to get into that um, mindset. But after a while, it did it did work for me. It, it just it took a minute. That's all. Well, right. And, and what I'm what I'm trying to say is uh, where we're the point where like it took me a little bit too, to to kind of get into it. But it usually does for movies. Um, yeah. For me, the the point where I, I immediately got sucked in was the uh, ladies' underwear getting thrown up on the stage. That that was it. It was early on, um, and, and I, from I that did point, laugh I was a hooked. lot. I did laugh a lot when the uh, the women the you're, you're watching this woman watching Elvis for the first time, and she's trying to figure out what she's feeling, and the only thing she can do is just scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, it's, you know, as ridiculous as that may be, it's so true to what happened, I think. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, look at the Beatles, look at any, you know, kind of uh, musician of that scale and people react like that. And that's fascinating to me. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the film overall was very enjoyable. I, I think that the number one thing for me was the performance of, you know, Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. But Austin Butler, I mean, I've I've really liked his work um, since I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which actually there was a little call out to that movie in a way in this movie. Uh, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I did not. Okay, it's a Quentin Tarantino film with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. It's a, it's my personal favorite uh, Quentin Tarantino film, and I, that's saying a lot. But I, I really dig that film, and I know a lot of people don't. But yeah, you know, whatever. 
Um, and he actually plays one of the Manson murderers. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah. And so when there's a scene where he's reading the newspaper and the Manson murders happen, I thought that was very interesting. I'm like, oh, that's a little shout out to his other movie. Okay. So, um, yeah, a, a little behind the scenes uh, information about that. I'm going to pull it up so I can accurately state what Austin Butler said. Um, and, yeah, I use Google. Yeah, <laughs> I know how to use Google. Let's see. Baz <laughs> Lerman. Yeah, there was some news that came out a while back. Um, la, 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 la. Yeah, so there was a scene where uh, I, I believe it was the first time that Elvis sang on stage and, you know, the women are going crazy. But apparently the director heckled Austin Butler so much that he brought him to tears. Damn. Why? Yeah. To get him in the mindset of where Elvis was. Oh, um, to kind of to kind of shake him a little bit. Yeah. And that was something, you know, something that Working apparently that Leonardo Stanley DiCaprio. Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> apparently Leonardo DiCaprio said to Austin Butler, he's like, be warned. Baz Luhrmann will push you quite a lot. And I didn't, I honestly didn't realize Baz Luhrmann was like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a talented director, but uh, I didn't know he was so intense. I, you know, that's, I guess that makes sense in the scope of things. But uh, yeah, I, to, to just say, I, I really do feel like he deserves a nomination at the very least, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So. I I thought that was a fantastic movie through and through. What would you give it out of uh, out of five uh, geeks? Um, I mean, honestly, I I'd, I'd be as far as to give it like ten out of five rhinestones. Um, wonderful. I, I don't I don't know if we're doing a scale of geeks. Do you, is having more geeks good or bad? Well, if you're how many how many like if is you there run a, a circus it's a good thing that we need to get rid of well i mean you can never have too many chickens being eaten on stage uh, it depends on who's doing you've seen, you, you've, seen Ni- you've seen nightmare alley right no oh my god <laughs> you know it's Watch safer that. at this point to assume that i haven't seen anything like just yeah but sometimes that i am so- a newborn baby just opening my eyes for the first time <laughs> For the have f- I seen it? My in my defense, there have been times where I say, "Hey Dan, have you seen this?" And you go, "Of course I've seen that," and I'm just like, "Well, I'm sorry if I assumed <laughs> that you didn't see it." I just like being <laughs> can't dramatic. win. Uh, Kobayashi Maru, man, come on. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, there is no way to win. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I would uh, I would absolutely. Like, I think this is one of the best, uh, what, what is this, like a biopic? A biography? Like, what, I, what would I you call so. this? It, it's a, uh, it's a biopic, but it's done in a very, in a very, uh, similar way, but different from other biopics. Like, if you think of other biopics, like the, uh, Walk the Line, you know, Johnny Cash 
uh, growing up and getting successful and getting into drugs and you know that's just kind of the standard when it comes to musicians that's just that because this that happens to everyone they get they they show their life when they're a kid how they learned what they learn uh why they became the way they are and then they you know become successful because of their music and then they get addicted to something and they go through rehab and you know it's just we've seen it so many times i think the difference with this film is that it was actually just very um focused in on the relationship between the colonel and him and that was an interesting perspective and it works because you know you you not only have this uh third person kind of looking in and just giving their you know perspective on what happened between them but you're also seeing these events that happen through time and i don't know again i don't know the accuracy of certain events but in, in, in the context of the film itself, it's done very well. Oh, absolutely. In, in fact, yeah. I've, I've got kind of a small side story on, on a, a part of that movie. Ooh, um, one, sure. one specific location. So for, for my wife's birthday one year, um, I believe it was um, back in like 2018, we actually went to B.B. King's um, on Beale Street. In, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. In, That's in cool, Memphis. man. Um, That's sick. Like we we went, we had dinner, had a couple of drinks, we listened to the live band. It was an amazing experience. Um, so I mean, it, and Beale Street is amazing. Um, the energy is still kind of there that you see in the movie. It's it's a little bit more. I don't want to say toned down because that's not accurate. It, it's it's a little different than it was, but I, I think, you know, the times play a lot into that. Um, but it's still very high energy, still very... It's almost just like a, a, a party the moment you go down there. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. I, I loved every second we were down on Beale Street. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, that's, that's, awesome. that's, that's story time with Dan. story time with dan uh no that's that's cool man i love going to places and visiting either you know eventful places from films or or events in history but um i i went to paris my junior year at high school and ended up going to the gravesite of jim morrison i thought that was really cool oh wow um yeah that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. Um, I was something I wanted to ask. Uh, did you know there was a film about Elvis already? Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna just, say I'm gonna yes. say that. <laughs> did you know, Dan? And the answer is always gonna be no. <laughs> well, I mean, I, honestly, in in this in this regard, yes, I do remember that there is an older movie about elvis and his life i i think i've seen it i don't remember who stars in it i've seen clips it's starring kurt russell that's it as elvis yes Presley. yes i've seen yeah. that um, yeah i i actually heard good things i i want to check that out it, it you should it's 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 a pretty decent um movie like you absolutely should the thing that i think they kind of missed the mark on and why uh this this version of, of Elvis's story focuses so much more on the colonel 
because it's it's highlighting that that end of life exploitation and not a celebration. You know, it's yeah, it's and that, showing that's something the we, darker that's, side of that. Yeah, I think that's something important to showcase because, like you and I, we had no idea. You know, uh, I I really was taken aback that someone had this hold on such a prolific person. And uh, you you look at Elvis, you know, from an outside perspective and when not knowing anything about his life, and you're like, this is the king. This is the man that does what he wants. I mean, you can't imagine any anybody saying to him no. You know, it, it just it, it just really threw me for a loop. And um, it was really sad. You know, I really he just wanted to play his music and do, you know, travel the country, go to go explore and see the world. And he couldn't do it. It's just it's really shitty. And uh, then, you know, you, it, it puts in perspective this whole thing about him when he starts gaining weight, starts becoming more depressed and. You know, in the late the, the few last years of his life are just not what they should have been. And uh, you know, I I don't put all the blame on the colonel. Of course, Elvis could have said no when the whole Vegas thing came up. And but I, I again, this is the from the movie. He couldn't though. This is not. He, I don't he know. Couldn't. The, well, it's, it's yeah, actual. Remember, in he bought actual him, litigation. It's been proven that there was a financial abuse uh, like an abusive manager relationship by the colonel oh, yeah, it was you're settled right. you know, out of court but it, it it is an actual litigious um you know thing it, it, the way the, the the way the film presented it though was that he came to vegas to say goodbye and break it off with his manager and the manager talked him into staying in vegas because it was going to make him a bunch of money. Well, that's that's that, part of that. Yeah, he could have yeah. still broken it off and walked away. But the, the ace in the sleeve that the colonel had was always going to come up and, and you know. You're right. The check think, was going to be due, so to speak. He was I think always he, going to keep his hooks in him. Yeah, I think no matter what he was going to do, that he was going to pull that card eventually. And that's, Well, this yeah, was absolutely. Just because he had yeah, been that tracking that since the beginning, the very first concert he played. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Um, yeah, I don't like I don't like when people take advantage of other people like that in general, and to do that to someone like Elvis is really frustrating. You know what? Um, what I found really interesting, um, hmm. and, and I'm going to make a kind of a direct parallel. Have you ever seen uh, the MTV Unplugged uh, concert for Nirvana? Oh, many times, many times. Okay, you know, you know, in the Pines, um, when oh, yeah. when he's right at that last note, he takes that breath in. Uh, Kurt Cobain yeah. does. Um, yeah. And you just kind of look at it, and you're like, oh, that's that's different, you know? Like, it's it's kind of like the last public recorded moment that you can just kind of see they're 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 done and they actually have footage at the end of the movie for elvis of elvis actually singing the last song he sang before he had passed away at 42 and 
it was it had the same exact feeling like you you just watch at the very end when he he just kind of his voice breaks and it's it's almost just heartbreaking at that moment when you just see it did did you feel the Mm -hmm. same way oh yeah oh yeah actually uh I wanted to ask, and I guess this will move straight into our next little segment uh, idea I had, and um, that that was a moving scene. Uh, my question was, what are films that you have cried at? What are tearjerkers for you? Mm. You can admit you cry, Dan. It's okay. An American Tale got me. Oh my God! Right with the somewhere out there. Yep. Oh that my song, God! Yeah, that I, song got that me. That song gets you. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. It's such a, it's such a uh, weird thing for a cartoon to move you like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Elvis. Elvis got me too. Um, yeah, I would say Elvis definitely got me uh, at the Christmas scene. Um, after the assassination and he's singing that um the i think it's uh something about a dream i i that was really moving really yep. moving stuff yeah um the the, uh, the the last concert scene is what did it for me that very last oh, that scene was, was just it broke my heart yeah what was the song do you remember uh, it wasn't fool's rush in but it was something about love I'll tell you what it is, and uh, it, it's actually connected to a, a movie that, for some reason, well, I mean, it's obvious why it gets to me, but even more so now, is Ghost. <laughs> and it, it oh, the song is my, my love. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, that's so, awesome. So Ghost really gets me, uh, especially with Patrick Swayze passing. It, it It's just really beautiful uh ending and i love the scene you know he's saying goodbye to his wife and they have a a non non vocal version of that song playing and it's just beautiful uh the 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 biggest there's two other movies that i always tear jerk with and that sounds wrong lay them on us (laughs) what do you what do you what do you uh tear jerk with (laughs) uh we'll get you jerking yeah the crucible starring daniel day lewis oh okay this is, this is specifically the scene where he has to write his name uh that's just uh that gets me you know I a man is <laughs> oh god dude dude you gotta watch that movie uh, i'm gonna be saying that a lot dude oh gotta yeah watch it yep um, I, I i've just got a, a long running list of films that i need to watch well, I'm I'm really that proud of you for watching just, Elvis. I'm so, eh. very very happy you did that. Well, he, you know um, it's it's funny though. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's how this all played out. My my wife, mm. um, went out to go see a couple of movies. Um, she's currently in another town right now. Um, is she so, an AMC list uh, user? I don't know. <laughs> Man, <laughs> like, she's gotta get on that. If like, she's going know, to movies a lot, she that's wants, a must. She wants to you know look at like movie pass and stuff but i think that's those are going to be like the subscription passes or like movie passes stuff like that that should be another another topic another video uh for another day oh yeah Um, simply because there's a ton of information we can throw out there but if anyone's interested in that you know 
Hang on. No, we're we're going to bring we'll, it up. We'll definitely, I'm going to put that on the list for next time. Oh, sure. absolutely. Yes, please. Um, but cool. when she was, while she's gone, she, she went out to go see a couple of movies. Um, she went to go see Beast. She went to go see Bullet Train. And she went to go see Elvis. And out of those three, she thought Elvis was just one of the best movies she had seen in a while and she couldn't recommend it to me anymore uh, and that's what made me prompted me to go and see it last night um nice we were we were having a conversation and i asked her okay well out of those movies which one would you suggest she's like hands down elvis so i watched it and i couldn't agree more with her um it's also interesting because you know elvis elvis is always synonymously correlated with Las Vegas because of his residency and everything. And, and he helped build Vegas and the idea of residencies into what it is today. Um, mm -hmm. But we, uh, when we were in the Which military, we lived we in were, for a long time. Yeah, we were in <laughs> Vegas and I met my wife in Vegas and uh, because she grew up in Vegas. I met your so, wife in Vegas too. Yes, you did. <laughs> we went to college together. <laughs> And there is a long, weird history there. Um, but uh, yeah, in college, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, I was really surprised because I had always kind of built up this stereotypical thought of Elvis as being Elvis. You know, he's just mm, a very good self promoter and and had um, just this this way about him that he didn't really have to try as hard and this movie kind of blows all of those assumptions out of out of the water um that that dude it it, it paints him as a an actual like human being versus what the the outward extension of him kind of looks like it's it's very weird and, and i i don't mean to make it sound like i i didn't regard elvis as a human being before but it was just you get a, you get a lot of white noise with elvis I, th I think that was what exactly what i was trying to convey earlier was that he he just seemed like such a such a figure not a person does that make sense yeah a myth yeah a myth just the, yeah, uh, like, a legend uh, like, just this legend that that existed before my time that's all like it's it's finding out that Hercules ended up getting a divorce and and really missed his kid. You know, it's like wow. It's just I can relate. Now you I know, got like, this. That's crazy. Now I got this this image of like you know, Judge Judy or like a court session on TV <laughs> and Hercules is coming in with paperwork and. <laughs> it's a very legit, dun, dun, litigious myth. Dun, 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 dun. Boop, 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 boop. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, all rise yeah all, all rise uh so yeah elvis man uh good stuff and the tear jerkers that was fun thank you thank you for sharing that um yeah, i had one more on my list that i wanted to bring up uh, you just because you know for for tear jerkers uh yeah, Schindler's what, what else makes you oh god yeah that's the original yeah. jerkin movie now, now you could. <laughs> we gotta stop saying it. In movies. <laughs> I'm just trying to save time. Oh wow, save you're saving something. Um, <laughs> so spot in hell, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so with Schindler's List, there is a lot of scenes in that film where you cry. I mean, that's just it happens. But 
the one at the end with the ring and the the trying to talk about how many lives he could have saved and oh it, it it's making me tear up right now just thinking about it and uh you know there was something else that made me tear up recently that i i think it kind of led me into this whole idea of like movies that make you cry was uh the black panther wakanda forever trailer uh i don't I know if you've seen, seen that nope uh i i tear up with that trailer because i'm like it's not it has nothing to do with like oh it's a marvel movie no it's it's the fact that the film is gonna pay homage and tribute to chadwick boseman and it is throughout the the entire trailer you can feel just this this sadness running through it and uh the loss of this icon and it it really brings out, uh, you know. I was I was watching reactions from other YouTubers and stuff, and they uh, they were feeling it too, and they're just like, "Oh my God, this is uh, probably one of the uh, best trailers ever made because it just it pulls on the heartstrings so much." You know. See, I, I feel like um, we really need to just kind of sit down and, and maybe maybe work some uh, some trailer well, videos we, into there. We we wanted to do. Re- I brought up doing reactions, and I think that would reaction, be great to that's do. It. Yeah, I think that would be great to do, especially. Uh, I, I and uh, this will go. <laughs> hey, segue. We're going straight into the next segment that I wanted to bring up. D twenty three is coming up next weekend. D twenty three is the Disney convention that will be releasing a bunch of bombshells about the upcoming slate for Marvel films. I would love to do a reaction video of us watching oh, some trailers and information yeah, we should... coming out. We should definitely uh, collect some some information there. But uh, for anybody that, you know, maybe you're maybe you're driving to work, maybe you're, um, you know, don't have access you know, to video, but maybe maybe you're just doing something and you're just listening in. Um, we'll also um, probably stop to talk about it. I'm sure. Well, I was thinking, and uh, if you're game for this, we'll talk about it later. But I would love to do a live reaction. I think that would be a lot of fun. Oh, um, like, like the whole the whole video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like just All right. do so, it live on YouTube. So there we go. I think we should do it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I've always wanted to do something like that. I just, uh, and I, you know, I let the fanboy out with this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm like, oh my God. And we're going to find out, and I believe it's rumored, we're going to find out who is directing the Fantastic Four, which there's rumored already to be a director, but also who's going to be starring in the Fantastic Four. And so in other words, plus, we're, we're, we're going to have a whole lot more information on the D23 stuff next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's just one movie. That's just one yeah. movie. Like, I feel and, like that could take us down a pretty serious rabbit hole right now. Yeah. And we might be finding out who is playing a certain villain. That's all I'm going to say. Um, ah, yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be Galactus, but I'm going to go ahead and result, result, reserve... Um, any any speculation no, at the no it's I I think it's gonna be Victor Von Doom but I oh, well that makes sense if we're getting a Fantastic Four I mean come on he's I been, mean he's basically I, the fifth wheel <laughs> well if you if you watch if you watch the Black Panther trailer Wakanda Forever trailer there is a uh, indication that he is coming hmm. um 
well, and it's it's only if you're it, watching it, and you understand what is happening. But that's that's a rumor. It's not it's not true. It's just it's speculation. That's all. Okay. Well, we'll we'll we should definitely put that put together like a full like video uh, podcast so we can sit down and, and watch it and and actually I would love discuss. That. I think that 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 would you know, be an excellent. What we way can to go. do, what 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 we can do. I I think this would be great. Um, if you're cool with it, we can start our videos up a little early, since I don't want to start at the same time as D23 anyway. We start we started up early, maybe like thirty minutes to an hour, and let people shuffle in or you know that would like to watch live. And while we're waiting, we can watch some of those things, and you can, yeah, you know, we can react to those and just talk about them. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, we got a plan. All right. So uh, cool. Yo, it's a date. It's a date. Come, come, come on. We'll do we know what? Do we know what time we wanna we wanna go live so that way people know? Well, uh, at this point, let, let me look it up. I got I got this thing called internet. I should probably use it. Well, there you go. Um, while while you're looking it up, I'm... does D twenty three happen? Okay. So it will be going from the 9th through the 11th. We got to find out when they're going to be doing the Marvel stuff. Because I, I really don't want to sit there for three days. <laughs> and, uh, you don't, you don't want to sit there and live react to the live action Little Mermaid? I, I'm sorry, no. no. <laughs> I think we should. Because that would just be us sitting there just shaking our heads no. I mean, I, I would. Solid I, hour I, of just disappointment. <laughs> what a what a I, I great way for amazing. our podcast to go just disappointment podcast that's all we're doing um <laughs> let's see uh it's, oh we probably should try to catch the star wars stuff too oh see there you go yeah yeah um there will be a live stream uh what i'm thinking is we can uh We'll figure it out. We'll figure out the best way to go about doing this. Okay, I found I found like the list of everything that's going to be happening when blah blah blah. Um, looks like Saturday, Friday is going to be Disney's ceremony. Disney scores podcast. Legends in conversation. D twenty three masquerade. I I'm thinking Saturday is when everything's going to go down. But I'm gonna do some more research to let everyone know. We'll we'll get we'll get everything online and post about it for sure. Okay, that that sounds wonderful. So I mean, stay tuned to uh, and I guess we can go ahead and well. Okay, stay it looks like, to, like it looks like it's gonna be Saturday, media. Saturday September 10th at 10 a.m. Seems to be when everything's gonna go down. So we'll we'll probably if you're cool with it. Uh, is that we'll is start, that Eastern or Pacific? That would be Pacific. Sweet. Um, if you're cool with it, uh, it's going to be a little early on my end, but I don't mind. Uh, we could start at 9 a.m. my time, which will be like 11 your time, I think. That sounds awesome. Cool. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Uh, I, again, I'll do more research, but it looks like that's what's going to happen. Uh, let's move on now to a couple of things that recently came out. I know we're uh, trying to stay on top of watching 
our uh, you know House of the Dragon, that which I'd like D. to get to in a minute. The hot D. That rip off hot D. <laughs> yeah, but Lord of the Rings dropped, and I want to talk about that first. Oh, okay. now you said you only watched the first episode and maybe half of the second. Yes, I am. I am three quarters of the way through uh, both episodes. So I've got a what a half hour left of the second episode, and gotcha. Oh man, what do you think so far? <laughs> you want to start with me? Yeah, maybe, I really do. I, should, I give my maybe thoughts. You should afterwards. start so that way you can say how much you love it before I absolutely trash this thing. <laughs> oh man, I yeah okay. Wow, we're gonna have very different views on this then. We are. Um, this is this yeah. is going to be a uh, a rough ride, so to speak. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I personally love the hell out of this. Uh, I I thought it was, it was everything I wanted, personally. Um, it's slow. Yes, I know it's slow. It didn't bother me though. I I love the lore. I love the mythology surrounding it. I loved the special effects were just, you you can't deny even if you didn't like the story, the special effects are top notch, like all around. Um. I'm really engaged in by the end of the first episode. I want to know more about the stranger that comes. Uh, I love the Harfoots, which are the ancestors of the hobbits. I thought that was really fun. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I dig it. I really dig it. And I don't I don't think it's for everyone. And I'm OK with that. I don't think anything needs to be universally loved. I think if you love something, that's OK. And. Like I, I I actually enjoyed the Star Wars sequel trilogy more than most people did. And I liked it more than the prequels, that's for sure. But some people disagree with me, and that's okay, because you're entitled to your opinion. Unless you post on Twitter, then God help you. But uh I don't I I don't know I think a lot of the hate that's coming out for Lord of the Rings is due to a lot of what happens in the first episode being slower than it should be and i personally found myself more invested than other people uh the second episode by the end i'm hooked like i love where it's going i have a feeling i know who the stranger is but i'm kind of hoping that i'm wrong because i like to be surprised it's Gandalf um, the nude isn't it i well here's the thing i wanted to discuss that because it might not be but it might be so that's that is the theory and it you know when people when you're given something as a mystery and it's like all these things that tell you this is what it's supposed to be and that that's sometimes a little too easy it's almost like a it's a red herring you know like oh well this is obviously that yeah but it's a mystery and mysteries rarely turn out to be what they are on the surface you know yeah, so, I can understand I, that, and I can appreciate that yeah, view. Yeah, so so if they're they're leading you to believe it's one thing, it could definitely be another. Um, but I kind of hope it is Gandalf. But the, but the thing is that Gandalf doesn't show up till the third age of Middle Earth. This is the second age. So there's this idea that he is another character similar that, that or like a precursor to Gandalf 
but I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, th my thoughts about the whole thing are I enjoyed it. Um, I'm invested and I can't wait to see where it goes. What are your thoughts, Dan? Oh, we're moving right into controversy. Okay. So, um, I'm first so off, excited. I would like to, I would like to speak on the, uh, just a real quick note on the stranger that, that kind of comes in to play, comes flying out of the sky. I like to think that he's like Sauron's crazy ass gardener, you know, like, like just nothing really big to the story. And I know he's going to play a big part, obviously, but, um, you know, like it, it just, it, it makes me laugh. That's it. It's just stupid funny. Um, so with that being said, let's, let's turn our attention to, I'm going to draw a parallel. Um, uh, before you start, the series. before you start, I just want to say Deadline just released that Lord of the Rings Ring of Power, uh, Rings of Power, uh, Forge's biggest premiere viewership ever for Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, Amazon Prime has been amazing. doing rough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just playing. Anyway, um, go ahead. <laughs> so... So what I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to draw a parallel. Like visually, this show is is first class. It's it holds up if not a little bit better against the actual movies. It's it's visually just so appealing. It it, it does. It wants to suck you in and it wants to, you know, get you oriented and excited to see all the different um, landscapes and and how the pe different people interact and and things like that. It's it's got that charm to it. Yeah. But here's where now I'm going to build out my metaphor. It's a beautiful, beautiful woman or or you know man. It's 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 absolutely stunning. But to me, metaphors. it it lacks any personality. And the okay. reason I say that, and and I know I I always give. I always give shows that that one episode kind of leeway. Like technically, episode one doesn't really exist. It's just in kind of like a an orientation to what you're about to watch. That's how it always is. It's it's the beginning. You know, like you don't crack a book open, read the first page, and go, "Oh, this is garbage," unless it's Twilight. So, <laughs> so what 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 my problem with this though is it's already kind of an established story. It's it's playing as a prequel to Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. It's It already has, and, and this is where I'm going to kind of draw this, this interesting parallel between our two topics, uh, House of the Dragon and The Rings of Power. Um, both of them technically prequels to the original series, you know, like, and, you know they they're both visually on on par with their their uh, predecessors of the series itself um, between you know Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. So they they've definitely struck the tone with it, but you know Tolkien isn't around to to add any depth, add any of that soul that you see. Peter Jackson managed to capture and, and inject into the original Lord of the Rings movie. The Lord of the Rings movie, calling it what it is, they can be slow. They, there's a lot of exposition, a lot of moving forward. But there's 
a soul to it. There's, you can actually see that care that the original, and I'm going to call him an artist, author, whatever, but, you know, Tolkien put into this series, just, just that wonder he put into his story, um, that was able to be harnessed and fleshed out into the movies. This doesn't have that. It, it feels a little disjointed, kind of like The Hobbit did, in, in a way. Um, although, I think that, you know, with The Hobbit, it was still kind of translated with that lens of Lord of the Rings. So it, it had some of the same tone, but it just wasn't as good as the original, right? Would you agree to that? Uh, so my opinion about The Hobbit is that it's a much smaller book that was made into three movies for no reason. Right. Um, but when I, and, and I, I actually watched the version, uh, with Tony that was, it, it they, it, somebody had edited the films down to two movies and it works really well. I and, want to and, see and, that. <laughs> yeah. So my opinion about the Hobbit is when they cut down and edit the correct way, it works. Well, in why well. is it is it parts of the book that they distilled out of the rest of the noise? Well, it, it's parts that were not in the book that they edited out that were in the film. Well, that's what I'm... The, the things that just didn't make any sense for being there. Like that's, Sauron, and that's what like I'm asking. The the lead up for Sauron and Gandalf's journey to finding out, it, it, that's all gone. The The whole thing with uh, um, the love story between the elf and the dwarf, gone. And right, it because they so weren't... It wasn't in the book, right? Right. Well, and that's what exactly what I'm... Yeah. That's And that's kind of what I'm, I'm uh, alluding to here, or at least trying to hit the mark on with... The rings of power is you're you're saying the no, rings of power stuff that they they have for the show isn't working for you well correct it's just it feels like it's lacking a specific soul i almost feel like this would be better and and maybe maybe it would be better for me to realize that there is a massive divorce between lord of the rings and this show because there's nothing from the original vision of this whereas at well, least the hobbit it's a kind different... of flirts with it well it's definitely a different film or show uh from the movies uh and you just kind of have to wrap your head around that you know this is taking place thousands of years before lord of the rings um yeah i i guess i i I respect your opinion. <laughs> uh, I don't you vociferously agree. agree with it. Yep. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree disagree. because I I felt a lot of things, uh, especially <laughs> the relationship between um, Elrond and Galadriel. I I really loved that. I loved I loved the new uh, the Harfoots, uh, Nori, and uh, you know her her relationship with her you know, clan or whatever, and the people that the other Harfoots. Um, I really, I really like the mystery surrounding the stranger. I, I'm excited to see where that goes. Cause if it is this precursor to Gandalf, I, I forget what the name they're, they're called like blue wizards. I, I can't remember, but they are 
it's kind of a workaround to putting Gandalf in the series, if that's the case. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I love the mystery of where Sauron is. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I just, you know, it's interesting when you watch something and, and someone has a completely different uh, feeling than you get. I mean, that's the beauty of art. You know, it's subjective. You know, you see something, you see something, a painting or, a, you know, something that somebody's made and one person can walk up to it and be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is and, the most and then I usually walk up and go, this and is And then garbage. you come up and go, <laughs> you come up and you fart on it. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't wink at it with a brown eye or anything like that. Come uh, on. No, no, no. But I, 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 just, will, uh, I will let them know that it's absolute trash and they should feel bad. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so, and here we are. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for making me feel bad. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> It's just, I'm, I'm very, it's very, very hard to impress me. Um, I don't know why. I, I don't think maybe, so. I've maybe seen, I wasn't hugged enough as a kid. That were... <laughs> um, like, I, I I'm do just, believe that. I'm just a little bit more bitter and see things a little bit more critically than you do. You still, you still, uh, you always have kind of had that childhood wonder um, we, we would walk out of some movies and you'd be like, oh, that was great. And I'd go, yeah, that's, that, that's okay. <laughs> like it, it didn't, Yeah, no, I, I it didn't definitely am more of a me. positive. I, I am definitely more of a positive force when it comes to films and um, more forgiving than most people. Uh, and I admit that. I know there's a lot of people that would, you know, I would come out and say, oh, that was a great film. You know, like perfect example. And I, I am not ashamed of this, but I saw Daredevil with Ben Affleck and loved it. <laughs> and a lot of people did not agree with me. Oof. And uh, uh, at the time, Oof. you have to understand though, we did not have the MCU. We did not have. No, we didn't. You know, I just wanted, I think the thing was surrounding it was, I was just excited to get a Daredevil movie. I was such a big fan of Daredevil. I, I love Daredevil. And yeah, looking back, the film isn't great, but it was daredevil and i i was happy it was there and kevin smith was in the movie i was like this is great you know um hindsight's 2020 but (laughs) (laughs) i i I definitely don't think the film has aged well and probably was bad the first time it came out but i just i really enjoyed it and uh you know it's okay for your you know your uh taste to change over time that said you know, I do get overexcited about things when they first come out and I'm like, okay, this is great. And then when I give it some time, I can usually kind of dissect if it's really good or not. Um, a perfect example was Dr. Strange two. Like I really had fun watching the movie and I thought about it afterwards and, um, it's okay. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's it, it's all it's, right. It, it's okay, but but I expected more. I expected yes. it to be a game changer of a movie, and I guess that's on me. But when you call a mo- a movie multiverse of madness, I guess I had expectations for it to be a multiverse of madness. <laughs> um, but that's okay. You know, the film doesn't have to live up to these expectations. That's not what a film is. The film is a film. And it is made the way it is. Right. Um, but I mean, so kind it, of, it's kind fine. Of pulling, 
pulling everything back to to Lord of the Rings. Um, and, and a side note, really quick. Yeah, um, sorry, I went on a tangent there. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm. I mean, that's that's what we do. <laughs> but I think that that's what what makes us pretty pretty well on here is I, I always seem to be a foil to that enthusiasm. And it's not like I'm just trying to be malicious or hateful towards things. It's just it's really hard to impress me. Um, whereas, well, I think the problem is you weren't hugged as a child. Oh, exactly. Maybe I wasn't. <laughs> Maybe I just I did not receive enough participation trophies or hugs or. Like, maybe Santa gave me a box of just dog feces for Christmas. Like, n- nobody knows what's wrong. Um, they just need to know We're that I'm delve into I'm that hyper- on another episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be me sit, like laying on a, a shrink's couch. <laughs> the sh- at show, the end, the show. shrink starts just... The show shrink me. just walks out. It's like, I can't deal with this. I can't do it. <laughs> show, show me on the puppet where, where they didn't touch you. <laughs> you know but, it might be uh, easier if i just show you where it didn't touch me exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh but yeah like it, it's it, like with with the rings of power i i think mm-hmm. that visually it's awesome and i'm willing to see where it goes i'm going to i'm going to give it a fair shake i, I oh so you, okay things. so you're, yeah, you're I'm not gonna piece it out it. i'm okay i'm gonna stick with it for at okay. least four or five episodes and see where we go if it if it can manage to turn it around and, and make its case for me because that's all that's all it is like like if yeah. we look at elvis elvis took a little bit longer to make its case for you to keep watching a little bit later but once it did, man, it blew I, I have you to away. admit, I was also in a bad mood. <laughs> like, I I had had a pretty shitty day, so maybe that played into that, and that was affecting. Oh, more my, than likely. I mean, my... usually, usually, like as soon as you see the little play symbol on the screen, you're in. So I was surprised yeah. that it took you so long. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you watch movies in a bad place, and then it just doesn't. Like I remember, I saw uh, the horror movie Hereditary in the theater. And I hated that movie, but I also remember that there was a bunch of like teenagers talking and making fun of the film. So it was hard to even get into the film. But when I watched it at home by myself, I was like, this is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. So it's circumstances. It's always circumstances, man. Um, here's, I want to switch another, over to... Really yeah, quick, sorry, here's, here's another... Yeah. Uh, Fun story, just a very short departure for people. I watched okay. It Follows with Paul, and I heckled the film, and I actually, it, it, like, we were sitting in a room. There were, like, three or four people in there. Uh, it wasn't a very big crew, like group of people, but much like a movie theater, I got ejected from the room. <laughs> I almost strangled you to death. I was like, Dan... I will murder you. I, I was I was <laughs> escorted to the exit, and I, I just I just remember standing there going, "We're in my home," and happened? I'm just like, "Sir, can you please leave the?" Yeah, exactly. Like, like you got your little flashlight. You guided house. me to the exit. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> and I gave funny. that movie um, another sh- another fair shake, and that that was pretty good. But we should save that for Halloween. Yeah, well, Halloween we're definitely going to be doing a horror segment and. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna find you know uh, other actors that are veterans that were in horror films. I would love to do. Oh a yes. Uh, but I want to switch over to the House of the Dragon because we only got a couple of minutes left here. Um, what did you think? 
That one I actually enjoyed. It's it's it had a better like it graphically it was not like visually it was not on par with with um, the Rings of Power, um, but I did enjoy it. I mean, at first I was I can't I kind of came into it in a bad mood too. I have to admit, um, but <laughs> oh, that's after the first episode, I was like, all right, I'm really interested to see where this goes. And there, it took a few creative liberties on pushing some extremes, which made me super uncomfortable. But all in all, like it, uh, it's it's got my attention early on. You know, like I'm, I'm Good. interested. How about you? What do you think of it? Oh, wonderful. Um, I, I, first of all, I love the intro, uh, with the, it, it looks like it's Valeria, the, uh, the, the, you know, Targaryen, uh, uh, dragon dynasty that fell, uh, at the doom of Valeria. Um, so that was cool to see like the sigils coming in and, and changing and, uh, you know, it felt very Game of Thrones, and of course, you got the music from the original series. Uh, oh yeah, which, all the blood, which always gets you pumped. You know, um, so that that was great. I love that uh, there was this, you know, uncomfortable scene of him having to court a twelve-year-old. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I was remember super watching awkward. it. I remember watching that with Tyler and Nadine, and. Tyler was screaming, of course, and Nadine. Um, <laughs> when is when is said, Tyler not screaming? That dude is yeah, great that's true. because he will tell you exactly what he thinks as loud as you can tolerate. Uh, that's what's so <laughs> it's funny awesome. about. Uh, so uh, Nadine had the quote of the night. She said, "I miss the ice zombies. That was less creepy than this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was like, uh, you're right. Oh my god! And uh, you know, it's funny how you know you got this guy who's like, I'm not marrying that 12 year old. That's creepy. I'll marry that 14 year old over there. <laughs> like, that's a little I guess less better. Creepy. It's like, no, yeah, I man. guess so. I don't know. No, you're not reading the room. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think it's really interesting to also see the 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 whole thing with Damon play out. You know, on Dragonstone. Oh and, yeah, uh, it was really awesome to see. You know, Viserys come. Or sorry, Viserys, uh, Rhaenerys come in and um, just kind of say, you know, you want to, you want to take over. You're gonna have to kill me. No, uh, it was it was intense. It was really well done, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see where the show goes. I I mean, I know I know certain things because I've read the book, and. You know, it's hard to spoil yourself when it comes to that, but but it's filling in the gaps of like knowledge that we didn't know very well. So I I got a I got a theory for you. Sure. So there's it it shows the the king and I don't I don't remember names because I'm terrible with names. So I'm just gonna call them by what they are. So the king okay. has a wound on his back, right? And then he's got yeah. wounds on his hands and stuff, whatever from, um. The throne. The, the throne. The throne keeps yeah. cutting him. So yeah. I, I had told you uh, a little bit ago that I, I had a theory. Like, you, you have, like, the Mad King um, that that Game of Thrones alludes to. Even Daenerys kind of starts losing her mind after a hot minute. Um, 
I'm willing to bet I know what's causing it. You think the throne? Yes, I think the throne itself is causing tetanus, which tetanus is uh, (laughs) bacteria, which causes an infection. Well, I would agree with that, but the fact is that they've said many times that it's just the Targaryens are incestual. They, they, you, they flip a coin and you get you don't know what kind of Targaryen you're going to get. Um, but also the fact Danny never even touched the throne until the last episode. And then she was crazy. But she didn't. She killed everyone before she touched the throne. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's just being decisive. Like, I respect that. You know, <laughs> like, like I'm she sorry, what she was whole, doing. It's just all the way up till the your, end. Your holes, your holes are are getting bigger, Dan. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, There's other people that have sat uh, the throne too, and they were not insane. Uh, Jaharis was the oldest king, the one at the beginning of the first episode. He was the oldest king to ever rule in uh, Westeros, and he never went crazy. And he probably um, sat there wearing one of those, like, suits that, that dog handlers wear. So that way when the dog bites them, it doesn't break through. That's, so he's, like, got that's his how arms they, stiffed out. Just That's sitting how they there. get through it. That's how like, they do it. That's how they like, become... That, next if you're subject. A, a true king. Yeah. No, I would love to see a... Uh, I would love to see that. <laughs> me, me too. I think, um, I think, you know, do you know about Magor the Cruel? Who? Okay, so I think after, that his parents were were the cruel ones, giving him that name. <laughs> well, the, his parents were Aegon, the Conqueror, and one of his sister wives, Visenya, I think it is. And I thought you were going to say vasectomy. Vasectomy, yeah, a little late for that one. <laughs> um, oh, I I have to tell you about this thing later. Anyway, uh, so um, Magor took over. From Aenys, who is the son of Magor, the first son, born of the, his other sister wife. He was a weak king. And Magor was strong, but cruel. And, you know, he was kind of the opposite of Aenys in every way. When Aenys died, uh, Magor took over. And he did a lot of fucked up stuff. He was just the worst king. Um, hmm. But the way he died was interesting because they came into the the throne room and he was just stabbed with all these knives from the throne. Like, the th- it looked like the throne had killed him. So, but, you know, that's, that's like... Interesting. Probably not true that the throne killed him. He most likely had he was probably killed by people because he was cruel you know but they did it in secret because fuck that guy uh (laughs) uh, so his whole thing was he died he didn't have anyone he didn't have any heirs afterwards because he just didn't he had like i think seven wives and none of them had kids but uh the his brother the one that died the weak king he had a son Jaharis, hmm. the old king. So he grew up. So it's it's very interesting stuff. But anyway, I, I just, I really think the throne cutting um, Viserys, the, the current king in House of the Dragon, is very indicative of he is not a good ruler. Ah, That's just, gotcha. it's, so it's, it's kind symbolism. of a metaphor for that. 
It's symbolism, yeah. It's saying uh, if you are a good ruler, you will be able to sit on that throne without getting cut. That's the idea. Um, or you just have really good posture, or or you, you don't just tend to sit there naked. Well, somebody somebody pointed out something in the first episode that was really interesting, and we'll 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 start. Um, cutting this out uh, we're past an hour at this point i'm really having fun talking who knew um <laughs> so uh in the first episode when we first see daemon targaryen sitting on the throne you remember she comes in Rhaenerys, and she talks to him in, yes. in valerian he's leaning to the left the entire time sitting on the throne yep and every cut that Viserys has gotten is on his other side. The side that he's leaning away from. I thought that was very interesting. It's almost like he knows not to lean on that side of the throne because it will cut him. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, thought that was that, a cool little detail. There, um, there, that doesn't mean Damon would be a good ruler because they even say in the show, they're like, he'd be a, a Magor 2.0. But... Um, that is that is interesting i thought yeah it's it's interesting to see how they like the attention to detail that a lot of things get and and again that's kind of what makes me think that this this show is doing all the right things it's it's got that level of attention to detail even though it's not visually like yeah the top tier it's I mean, got all of that TV, attention. I think it's great. Oh no, it's TV, still great. Yeah, it's still wonderful. Well, it's not. T I'm, I'm sorry, it's not TV. It's HBO. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got that home box office. A couple of things about House of the Dragon that has uh, released is that apparently uh, Elizabeth Olsen will have a part in season two as someone. I don't oh. know who. Um, I thought that was interesting. She's not. Uh, she's not someone I thought would show up on the show, but um, <laughs> speaking great. of which, so there's two characters. Have you ever seen the show Outlander? I've never watched Outlander. I, I think I started Outlander, but I just never got into it. I I wanted to though. Is it good? Oh, dude! Not only is is like all of the actors are are wonderful in it, but it's also got that really just kind of mid tier budget softcore porn feel great <laughs> it's it's but it's got a it's got an actual plot that you can get behind so it's like all right so mm. i've i've watched all the all the seasons up to i think season five or six like i'm i'm current i'm waiting for the oh, new wow. season it's that wonderful good? oh yes okay i'm gonna um, get into it, that again it the first season is a little weird but it gets real messed up real quick but we, we could talk mm. about that after you start watching it anyway there are a couple of actors that they pull from Outlander and drop it straight into House of the Dragon or whatever. I saw them. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> even, really? Even oh, that's even funny because I remember. Like, Whoa, <laughs> that's weird. That's funny because I remember uh, the. I, I think in the first episode, the like when she's in modern today for her, and uh, her husband is from Game of Thrones. Yep. I think yeah, that they, so they that was... lent very heavily back and forth. I think it's the same casting directors. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, you know, the, the pedigree of acting on those shows is just phenomenal. Um, Patty Constantine, uh, who plays uh, 
or Constantine, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he plays King Viserys in House of the Dragon. I've always been a big fan of his uh, in everything he's done. Uh, so I, just seeing him as the king is, is so fun, so great. That's, that's um, awesome. I mean, have you seen Hot Fuzz? Oh, God, yeah. He's one of the Andes. And for the greater good. <laughs> he, he's one of the Andes that, at the police station. See, that's that's awesome. That's right, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, huh. So the other big the other big news is that Miguel Sapochnik, who is the showrunner, one of the showrunners for Hot D, has left Yo. the show. Um, that being said, it's not the worst thing in the world since it's not because of something. No, there's no drama behind the scenes. Apparently, he just got exhausted, and he's been working on the show for three years. And the guy needs a break, so he's probably not going to be on season two. But he has signed a deal with HBO, and there is a good possibility he will be working on other Game of Thrones shows. And there are going to be other spinoffs. I, they've already talked about the Jon Snow spinoff that Kit Harington and George R. R. Martin are apparently working on. Uh, so maybe he's on that. I don't know. Um, I know there's also the one about Nymeria, uh, the one that sailed across the unknown places of Westeros. I know they're working on a show for her. Uh, so it, there's just there's a lot of possibilities. So that's my two cents. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Anything else you want to talk about, Dan? Um. Well, I mean, you said they're making... Um, they're making a spinoff of of other Game of Thrones. So we've got Hot D. Are we going to get something like uh, Westeros Eternal Tales pleasantly? Well, okay. Get, so get there's some a wet whole. <laughs> there's a whole <laughs> list of uh, spinoffs coming. Um, oh, geez. Hold on. Other spinoffs from Game of Thrones. Okay, it didn't work. Weird. They're gonna they're gonna run the story so dry. It's it's literally gonna be about that. that well, there's old just dude there's at the, the the crossing. It's just gonna be him sitting there getting cranky all the time. Lord knows they'll end it, up having to cast me. But there's know? a ton. There's a ton of ways to go, and it's not gonna be just the House of the Dragon stuff. Um, so the Jon Snow show is one that was released. That Kit Harrington is a part of and he's again like I said working with George R. R. Martin um mm. the sea snake which is uh about it, it, it's a prequel on course Valerion the uh you, you know the character who is in the council the black man with the white hair he's, oh yes he's a Val yes. Valerion yeah um, prequel for him. Uh, 10,000 Ships is the Nymeria one I mentioned earlier. Uh, the Jon Snow show. Uh, Tales of Duncan Egg. I'm very excited for. If, they're, if they make that, I, I think that'll be one of my favorites. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you know about Duncan Egg, but we can talk about them. Yeah, we should, we, should, uh, we, should, we should have kind of just a, a, a Game of Thrones spinoff episode where we... Oh or yeah, maybe, I can talk maybe all day as about they that. turn around and, and actually make this information more readily available and, and settle on some uh, trailers, yeah, well, we we'll can go watch through, them. Yeah, we can go through and talk about them another time. But um, uh, 
yeah, we should probably wrap this up. It's getting over time a little. Uh, oh, yeah. But I'm having yeah. such a blast, man. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, oh, sorry yeah, thank we you. Missed last week. Yeah. yeah um, uh, sorry we life, missed last week. Life that just was got good. in the way. Yeah, life got in the way, but we're going to be more consistent and hopefully making more than once a week. I think that would be a good idea, uh, even if we just pop in for 30 minutes or something. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, we're, I'm really excited where this is going. We got I, I, I was just told last night there's other people I had no idea were listening to the podcast. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, thank Dan, you. Dan, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Theodore Bear Dog, all one word. Where can they find you, Paul? They can find me at Paul Allen Dixon on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and anywhere their hearts desire uh, in social media. So, uh, yeah. And as always, be... they can find us at Film Vets on Facebook, too. And YouTube. You can drop a comment. Yes. Film what Vets. What did I say? Uh, Film Vets? If you are... Film vets, yes. Film vets. <laughs> Film vets. Uh, if you are a veteran in the entertainment industry, we'd love to hear from you and uh, would love to maybe have you on the show sometime and just, you know, see what your experience has been and uh, what you have coming up and we want to promote it. So please reach out. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to talk to you. Awesome. Okay, guys, uh, that'll do it. We're wrapping it up. Wrap All up. right. Well, you have a fantastic week, day, month, whatever. We will talk to you here soon. Yeah. Oh, Dan, by the way. What? Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. Bye.